Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's been a pretty wild year in college basketball. Not only the idea of trying to get these games in, you got protocols, you got layoffs, you got all these crazy stuff that comes with a COVID year. Yet, the games go on. So, to shed some light on what's going on this college season, one of our all-time favorites... I'm actually glad he's back on here to talk some basketball with us, not, you know, COVID shutdowns. It's our main man, the associate <laughs> head coach at Pitt, the great Timmy O'Toole. What's up, Coach? How are you? JJ, it's always great hearing your voice, pal. How are you doing? Coach, we're doing okay, man. Listen, we're on the air. We're doing shows. We got games to talk about. That's all positive. From your standpoint, hey, how, how, exactly, how right? You, you take the little victories. You take the small blessings any which way you can. For yeah. you... Last year's season gets shut down in March. Now, with everything underway, you know, the craziness of the start of the year, getting pushed back, then you got all these protocols to deal with. How has the overall day-to-day been, you know, being a part of a college program? Well, I, I think the, the reality is uh, and a buddy of mine, Pete Newell Jr., who is Pete Newell, the, the great coach at Cal, um, you know, he, he reminds me all the time, he's out on the West Coast. Uh, but he reminds me of this all the time, and it's true. He goes, you guys in college, you, you should be so lucky and so blessed that you have this opportunity. He goes, all these kids out in high school, out you know, out on the West Coast and, and, and the different states, they can't play, they can't practice, they can't get together. And um, and, and when he when he said that to me, he was right. Like I, you know, my children and whatnot. It's like you know, we we that are of that age, it's like, you know, all their things have been shut down. And uh, so here we are in college athletics and it's like, you know what? We, we're fortunate. It's, it's a crazy time. But the fact of the matter is we do have an opportunity to have our guys, in, you know, be present. They're, they have an opportunity to play, to still represent their school. Everything has completely changed. But the other thing, JJ, I think has kind of been, you know, it, nothing has been normal. And uh, and one of the things, especially I'm thinking about what you do and what I do and that sports is a big part of our lives, is that it's kind of nice to know that you can turn on the TV and see your teams play or to see the NFL, uh, the, the playoffs or, or, or the professional hoop because it does remind you of some normalcy because everything that we go through and all the different testing protocols and, and, and testing what it seems like every day, and we're in connection uh, connection on units on our wrist and um, you know just knowing that at any point in time this thing can you know come to an abrupt halt and then you you know things are changing um, we are really lucky we're blessed and uh, and we're trying to cherish that this opportunity 
Coach ain't kidding, and it is nice. Even when your team is pulling off, you know, an 18-point comeback against my alma mater, Syracuse, as angry, as ticked off as I may be, you know, it is nice that 4 o'clock or 2 o'clock or whatever the time may be, your team is playing. Coach, describe to me what it's like. You know the deal. Pitt, raucous environment, Carrier Dome, 28,000, 30,000 fans, Duke, Carolina, all these venues, there's either a handful of people or there's nobody in the building. That's got to be weird, right? It's, I don't know if I'll be able to articulate this well, JJ, but when I watched Duke play Michigan State and I watched them play Illinois, and I was fortunate to work down there from 95 to 97, and so when you're down there, you understand just how the energy that's in Cameron Indoor when the Blue Devils play. And I say that to you because I was shocked in those two games where the Devils got down by 10 or 12 and couldn't cut into the lead. And that to me was like, wow, because when, when there's 9,380 or whatever the, 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 the capacity is, and they're jumping up and down there on top of you, the pressure is enormous, and it's just not there. As you mentioned, JJ, we played – in the Carrier Dome uh, at 4 o'clock, I think it was a Wednesday, um, in the afternoon. And I remember going to that game thing, and I haven't played a, a 4 o'clock, you know, during the week game since being, a, you know, in high school. And um, it was just odd. But then, because I've been blessed, like you, to be part of Carrier Dome, uh, the home court, when there's 30,000 people or 35,000 people in that place, is beyond electric when no one's there it reminded me of practice in the early 90s because we used to practice in the dome and it's just this this massive building with a you know a court on the football field with no energy and that's the thing when you see um and you know what i think the one of the biggest things this year in college basketball is just i think it really favors the away team because Again, there's there's no one there, and uh, and again for those home you know home court advantages that have tremendous stand support, uh, you know there's there's a certain adrenaline that comes with this thing, JJ, as you know that it's just there's not that external stimuli, and so from a psychological standpoint, it's it really is amazing um, because you have to try to figure out ways, especially as a coach, how to create your own energy and uh it's just tricky there's no bands there's no cheerleaders there's no fan support you know you have the the people on the uh, on the mics and you have the tv crew but you're in these empty buildings and uh it's just so much different and um however the reality is you got to deal with it swing with it and, and, and make the make the most of it Coach, I wish I had you on last week as opposed to this week because you had the great win against my alma mater scoring 60-plus points in the second half. Then you guys beat Duke. I'm sure that was an emotional game for you. I'm sure it was an emotional game for Coach Capel with your ties to that program. Um, It's been a really good year for Pitt. I think you guys got to be really pleased with where you're at, even though Saturday didn't go according to plan. Carolina is tough on anybody. You know that, Coach. Their size, it can be overwhelming. But overall, you look at Pitt, you look at your program, four and three in the ACC, eight and four overall. How would you assess your season? No, I, I think you're right. I mean, we uh, we're, we're excited because you know we took over a program that was 0 and 18, and not only were we were, was Pitt 0 and 18 before we got here, 
but they hadn't won a road game in like three years in the league. And, uh, and that's the one daunting task that we definitely knew coming in here. And Jeff obviously knew it better because he's been part of the ACC being the associate head back for Coach K for seven years was that, you know, we've got to start making some strides and we've got to start beating, you know, we, we got to win some games. You know, first of all, that's where it started. Then it was like, okay, we've got to win some home games. And then the other thing was like, oh, we've got to win on the road because the reality is if you're going to be a good team, you got to win the games in your league. And good teams also find ways to scratch it out on the road. And, uh, and so that was one of the things, especially early on with, you know, we're four and three. So we're, we're really in the beginning of this thing, but we were able to get Miami down there. And then we were able to come back and, and get a tip in at the buzzer and get the cues at home. And, and then as you mentioned, um, to then come back and get the cues th- that weekend and then also Duke, you know, part of our thing too was we had to start beating some of the upper echelon programs in our league. And, uh, you know, last year we were fortunate because we got Carolina twice and we, we've gotten Florida State, Louisville. Um, but the Syracuse and the Duke thing, that, that was, you know, these were all little building blocks that, that were, you know, we have to find in order to keep building our program. And so, but the good news is like even for our team and, and you know, this JJ is like, you know, you can't get too far ahead of your skis here and, you know, we're four and one and, and feeling great. And, uh, you know, there's always that little bit like that you're better than you are. And I think the reality is in this league, uh, the ACC and, and probably all the power fives, but definitely this one is like every team in this league, is good enough and they have just enough talent to beat you. And we're not one of those teams that has that plethora of, you know, tremendous, tremendous talent. We're, we're good. We're very good. We've gotten better. But on any given night, if we don't come ready to, to compete, especially defensively, then, then we're going to get beat. And, uh, and then vice versa, if we can come out and, and, and defend and rebound, then we're going to have a chance to win every game. And so, you know, but this is part of our journey and what we have to learn as we fight through this thing. So, you know, I, we're happy where we are. We've had four games, I think, canceled, and, you know, we're trying to reschedule. And, uh, you know, like even on the Notre Dame game, we, we played Notre Dame this weekend, but we were supposed to play them early January. And so these are just some of the, the, the tricky nuances that you've got to be able to, on, on the fly, find out. Like I found out today we're playing Florida State next Saturday, and that just got rescheduled. So, you know, uh, part of it is, is is you've got to be ready on a moment's notice to be at your best, and that's kind of cool because it's a. Uh, I think that's kind of what you want as a coach. You know, you you want to, you know, you, you don't you don't want to go through this thing with with ease and quiet. You're not going to get where you want to be that way, and you got to get your team ready on a on a you know literally on an hourly basis. Hey man, if, the, if all of a sudden we get the call and we're heading out to Boston College, we're going, and uh, and we got to be ready, and there's no excuses, and we and we're going to win. We got my main man, the associate head coach at Pitt, our buddy Timmy O'Toole. Pitt off to a very nice start this year, four and three in conference. Coach, curious to get your take on the ACC as a whole. I think a lot of casual college basketball fans are going to be shocked when they look at overall records and they see a team like Duke, six and five overall, four and three in the ACC. For my money, coach, the two best teams I've seen in conference, Virginia who looks like a Final Four contender. They whooped Syracuse the other night. And Florida State, who you're going to have to contend with, they're long, they're athletic, that pace, it's tough to deal with. How do you look at the ACC this year? Do you think it's a down year for the league, or do you think the best is basically yet to come? I think the best is definitely yet to come. I think there's been so much. You know, again, you're talking about a, a league, J.J., 
that just has absolutely unbelievable support fan-wise, right? When you think about going to the Yum Yum Center at Louisville, we've already talked about uh, Cameron Indoor at Duke and, and the Carrier Dome at Syracuse, but you're going to go play in the Smith Center in, in Carolina. You know, these buildings are just these the energy that, that's Clemson. I mean, you go on and on in our league. Like, there's, it's just an amazing, amazing conference, and that's that part of it is gone. But the talent that those guys still have, it's still high. And I think everyone is still trying to get their, their footing a little bit because it's, it's been, you know, you're talking about all of a sudden you can shut down for, tw- for 14 days. And, uh, that's no practice. That's, it's just, you're not used to doing that kind of stuff, especially this time of the year. So you're trying to recalibrate your learning in addition to, okay, we got to go and play these guys. And as you mentioned, you know, right out of the gates, you know, Virginia's Virginia and Florida State's Florida State. Those guys, if you were to say who are the top five or six teams in the ACC over the last decade, you're going to say Duke and Carolina. You're going to throw Virginia and Florida State in there. And then you can go pick another one, whether it's Louisville or, um, you know, again, pick them. But the, the reality, those two guys, uh, those two schools right now, they're out in front. And, uh, and and rightfully so. But if this thing comes, it's like the Kentucky Derby. And and once this thing starts heading into February, and that's why, you know, again, I've been fortunate to be doing this for a long time, JJ. And it's almost like you can't even look towards middle of March, bracketology and all this stuff. You just can't until you Is get Is that a danger on. for you guys, Coach? You know, oh, you guys are 100%. in the mix. I see. You know, I go on. I'm one of these lunatics. I look in December, Coach. You know me. I'm yes. used to no, it. No. But I can. You guys can. Are you guys, like, no. telling you guys don't, like, buy into this stuff yet? A lot of basketball. Well, yeah, you can't buy into it. I mean, they're talking about in November bracketology. It's like you haven't even played a game yet. And for all of our guys, it's like, hey, man, you got to get – and normally this is how this thing works. Like, So we were supposed to have a 20-game ACC schedule. So until you get to the 10-game mark where you've gone through everyone in your league, there's – I mean – there's no way you can start looking into anything because this thing will fluctuate so fast. And you could be, JJ, I remember when I did television for ESPN, and this goes back in the, you know, 2006 to 2012. But I remember seeing Notre Dame and Georgetown at one time. They were both ranked in the top 15 in the United States. And this was when they were in the old Big East. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you get into that murderer's row schedule where they, they both lost seven in a row and uh you know once that slide happens sometimes you never recover and i, I remember mike bray telling me one time that the great coach of notre dame is like you got to be able to deal with the loss and put it behind you and you got to try to get that next win because if you let that loss compound the next thing one becomes two two becomes three three becomes five five becomes seven and your season just ended and, uh, and and you see it with all these guys. Well, like even us, you know, you're four and one. It's like, wow, look at where we are. And it's like, hey, fellas, are you kidding me? We're not even 25% of what, you know what the regular season schedule should be, and 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 we're going down into these other gyms with these other teams that are super talented. Like again, take care of this day. The team that's in front of you, prepare like there's no tomorrow, and get ready to play that one. And that's it. And then put that one to rest and get on to the next because it's a uh, yeah, that, that's the quickest way to get in trouble, JJ. You start forgetting, like, oh, yeah, or, or you start reading that nonsense. Like, oh, this team is 0-4. Oh, they're not any good. It's like, what are you, nuts? 
you know, they they just well, you, you play Duke, Carolina, Louisville, and and Virginia. Well, yeah, most teams are going to go. You know, like it's just you, you can't. You've got to be so mentally tough and mentally focused uh, to to not to survive, but then to excel in this thing. Coach, you guys confident opinion. that we'll have conference tournaments this year? I heard some comments, you know, from certain coaches basically saying if we're in. Is there a reason for us to even show up because, you know, a COVID and, you know, not wanting to put guys at risk for the tournament? I get all that. But, I mean, you think about the ACC or the Big East and some of these conference tournaments that are out there. There's so much fun. There's so much money involved in them. What are you guys hearing about that? You know, there was this talk. But I think the reality, and I, and I hope that doesn't happen. Again, that's just me. And I and I do. And not that I'm unsympathetic, right? You know, is that we all, at least with the ACC, and I think all the conferences, they have their own testing protocol that they, you know, decided a long time in advance that this is how they were going to operate, and we're all abided by it. And um, and I do think there's something magical. And I always say this, JJ, because when I was a player a long time ago, I was fortunate to be on two teams. And when you're in a lower-level league, and I was in the MAC. We ended up winning the MAC championship twice, my, my senior and my fifth year, and we went to the NCAA tournament. And there was something about those three days where you have to go and fight like heck, and then to to to, to get to the promised land. I say that because in '91, uh, yeah, my first year at Syracuse, '91, '92, we ended up beating Georgetown in the finals and winning the Big East championship in Madison Square Garden. But we went into that tournament knowing we had to play Villanova in the first round on Friday, and if we didn't win that game, we were knocked out of the NCAA tournament. And so, as as a competitor, you know, you know, whether you're in the Pac-12, whether you're in the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the MAC, it doesn't matter whatever league it is. All those kids have hopes and dreams and aspirations that will last a lifetime that one day they can say they made it to the big dance. And so 30 years from today, they'll be in Vegas and or, you know, watching a game and they'll have fond memories of that one weekend where if magic happened, they were able to, you know, to advance and then eventually dance in the big dance. And that's why I think it's kind of like, yeah, it sounds great. Like we already know we're in and, and, you know, we won our league and, um, but that too, it, it, I think that's myopic, it, it, at least in the big picture of what everybody envisions when they think about March Madness. And I go back, you know, there's part of me that really hopes that society at some point, you start getting back to these things where there was some normalcy. And I do think that's part of the, the good stuff that we've got going on now is that, you know, people can turn the TV on and see the Q's play Georgetown not too long ago or, or you know, or do Pitt. Um, and, uh, and and that's kind of a nice thing. So I, I hope they do have them. I, I do understand concerns, but I don't want, you know, I hope the concerns are, well, we're already in, so we're good, you know, and, and uh, because I, I just, do, I, I do think the magic of that event is that, you know, it's still Cinderella at the ball, that you have a shot at this thing, and it is magical. Coach, final one. There are a lot of Fordham alum and folks listening to this show right now. And I know you got a great gig. You work for a great head coach. You're a part of a great program. <laughs> but that said, I've wanted you back as a head coach now for a long time. If Fordham uh, comes a calling, is Tim O'Toole <laughs> interested in the job? <laughs> well, I put it this way. I, I don't think you ever say no to anything. And, uh, you know, it's, Fordham has always been a special place to me, especially growing up in the New York area. You know, I was fortunate, and I've said this all the time, J.J., 
my first job was there, and I worked for I, I worked for the best men that anybody could ever want to work for. Nick McCarchick was my first boss. Stan Van Gundy, who's now the head coach for the uh, the the was New Orleans Pelicans. Um, you know, he was my, the assistant coach that I worked for. Uh, you know, then I worked at West Point, Iona, Syracuse, Duke, Seton Hall, Fairfield, Stanford, Cal, and now Pitt. And I, I just worked for great, great men. And uh, I was fortunate to be an alum. I went to the B school. I taught in the B school. Um, anyway, so it's a very, very special place for me. And, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see how everything plays out. But it's, uh, I've been blessed, as I mentioned. The University of Pittsburgh and Jeff Cable. This has been unbelievable for me and my family. Uh, we're, we're part of, and we're building something great. And um, you know, we'll, the good Lord has always had a plan, and uh, and I'm always open to His plan because He knows a heck of a lot more than I do. Coach, it'd be the smartest thing Fordham's done in about 30 years. I'll, I'll put it that way. You're the best. I love having you on. I know we'll do this a couple more times throughout this year, and who knows. Maybe in two months I can actually ask you about bracketology and whether or not you're looking at it, okay? Because you better be. Hey, JJ, we better be. 100%, pal. I love it. That's Tim O'Toole, the associate head coach at Pitt. Coach, always a pleasure, man. Take care, all right? Thanks, Doug. All the best. Stay healthy. That's Timmy O'Toole, and I'm saying it. He should be the next head coach at Fordham. Simple as that. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.